Hello everyone, how are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. This is where we encourage each other through our challenges in life. Sometimes our situations are hard and we learn from our experiences, always knowing that we can turn to God about anything. And this episode is probably only going to be 10 to 15 minutes long. I know people are busy. And I want to assure you that I will not be judging you, talking down at you, preaching at you, any of those things, because I'm sharing my journey, and I'm not finished with it yet. We learn together. Well, we're going to continue what I started at the beginning of this year with my word for the year as focus. Focus on the Lord in our life with Jesus and not on all the distractions of the world. And it's important to walk in love while we remain focused, always remembering the greatest commandment, which is essentially to first of all love our Creator, the one who has unfailing love towards us, and then secondly to love our neighbors, those in need, as we love ourselves in a healthy, balanced way. Jesus commands us to even love our enemies. During the month of March, we look at issues, problems that may serve to trip us up along our journey. On March 1st, the episode was Facing the Unknown, where I shared a tragic mystery in my own life that gave me valuable lessons in trusting in the Lord through anything that you don't understand and you don't know what's going to happen. We don't have control over Last week, we looked at your decisions, whether good or bad, and the impact that they make along your journey. We're encouraged to wear the armor of light and to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, as in Romans chapter 12. If you haven't seen these episodes or heard these episodes yet, I encourage you to go back to them. Well, today's topic is quick to listen. Quick to listen. Well, That's based upon the scripture in James 1, verse 19 through 20. And I'll read to that to you now. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So we're going to look especially at the piece, Be Quick to Listen. It's less likely that we'll jump to a conclusion about a person, a topic, or a situation, or to form an opinion or a side if we actually listen to everything being said. Here are a few scenarios to consider. The first one, you may seem to be listening, but you are really simply patiently waiting for your turn, allowing the other person to finish while you are preparing in your mind what you have to say next. That's not really listening, is it? And the second one is, are you listening to the wrong stuff being said or ugly, mean-spirited words that can be detrimental to your attitude, your outlook, and your future decisions? In that case, maybe you could have or should have found a way to remove yourself from hearing that person or that group from speaking at all. Even if it was gossip about another person, true or not, doesn't hearing it affect how you look at or feel about that person that was being spoken about? It does affect you. And number three, instead of listening, 
You feel that what you have to say is far more important than what the speaker has to say, and so you are freely overriding what they're saying. Maybe you have to become louder to override what they're saying. Well, that's a problem with manners or etiquette, but it may be an indicator that you have a problem with pride, being too prideful. And the fourth one, you are too busy to stop what you're doing. So you're only half-heartedly paying your attention to the speaker while they're talking, while you continue to do your chore or whatever you're working on. Afterwards, you may wonder, what were they talking about? But the conversation is already gone. Or since you didn't hear everything said, maybe you jumped to the wrong conclusions of what they were talking about or you misinterpret what was said. Did the other person know that you were only half-heartedly listening to them? Probably. Well, sadly, I can see myself in each and every one of those scenarios. How about you? And all I can say is, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, and I will try, strive to do better from now on. And pay attention to my listening. Well, what can we do about it? We can decide to take it more seriously, and words do matter. There is much about what people say in the Bible. When we're being attacked by the enemy or adversaries, we can pray and speak scriptures out loud, like Jesus did when the devil was attacking him in the wilderness. The Word of God is alive. It's when we listen that we can hear the still small voice of the Lord answering our questions or answering our requests. If we're not listening, we're not going to hear it. The Bible tells us that we should, what we should and what we should not listen to. There's many scriptures against participating in gossiping, being a busybody and speaking evil about others. Well, if you're standing there listening to the whole thing, Aren't you kind of implying that you're in agreement? Or at least it, you are allowing it to go into you, into your thoughts, into your mind, into your heart. You can't unlisten it if you've already listened to it. Today's topic is what we listen to, but the process is something like this. We first listen to what others say, then we think or ponder on it, and then it comes out in our attitudes and potentially we are going to repeat those words and maybe even act upon it. So it's really important what you hear, what you listen to, what you allow yourself to listen to. In Titus 3 verse 2, it says, Speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. In that verse, we see that we have a responsibility in what we listen to. If we're being courteous, we are not interrupting, overriding, or only half listening to another person. But then again, another important part about listening is we don't need to allow others to pollute our ears, pollute our mind, our heart with evil, quarrelsome words. Speaking of the process of your thoughts, your attitudes, and then words, Ephesians 4 verse 31 has something to say on that. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and that means shouting venomously, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. 
First Peter 2, 1 says, So put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. So what are we listening to? Does it promote positive, soothing, gentle thoughts? And should it? Here are some more scriptures that give us insight to what we should be listening to. Proverbs 10, verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed and guide many, but fools who reject God and his wisdom die for lack of understanding. Proverbs 15, 1 through 4. It's a contrast between the upright and the wicked. Verse 1. A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath but harsh and painful and careless words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise speaks knowledge that is pleasing and acceptable, but the babbling mouth of fools spouts folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good in all their endeavors. A soothing tongue speaking words that build up and encourage is a tree of life, a tree of life. But a perverse tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. Well, I've broken that down. So in all of this, what are you allowing yourself to listen to? Do you listen to words that are soft, gentle, soothing, thoughtful, wise, pleasing, and acceptable? A tree of life. Or, but if not, are the words you're listening to harsh, painful, hard to hear, careless, angry, or foolish words, words that are mean-spirited, or they sent out to hurt others, to upset, and to crush you. Hmm. Then maybe it's time to rethink what you are listening to. And I think that's, that's the crux of the whole thing. We all want to look at what are we listening to? Are we quick to listen? And should we be? What, are, what you listen to touches your thoughts and your heart and your mind. Proverbs 16, 1 and 24 also contrasts the upright and the wicked. The plans and reflections of the heart belong to man, but the wise answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. Well, I certainly want to hear and listen to someone who has pleasant words like a honeycomb that is sweet and delightful to my soul and healing to my body. And I can think of some people immediately who do talk that way, and I would listen. Again, it's what you listen to pleasant, sweet, and delightful to your soul and healing to your body. Before we go out and listen to words spoken in the world, we would be wise to first pray and to study the Word of God because then we can listen for the Lord first. Listen for that still, small voice of the Lord. Here is a final verse that sums up what we should think on and, should, and that should, of course, coincide with what we've listened to and what we speak. Philippians 4, 8 in the Amplified Version. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So now we have a map as to who and what we listen to for, for us to process it in our thinking, developing an attitude, and eventually saying and possibly acting upon it. And that would be whatever is true, honorable, worthy of respect, right, and confirmed by God's word, pure and wholesome, lovely, and brings peace, admirable, of good repute, of any excellence, of anything worthy of praise. And we could listen to the, these words how often? How often would we listen to words like that? Well, we think on them continually and center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Well, with all that in mind, let us all actively pay attention to what we're listening to. Are we quick to listen? And in that instance, should we be listening? There was a time in my life where I was desperately lost, hurting, and afraid, and I suffered various abuses from most of my life, child abuse, domestic violence, and then the abuse of toxic people. I also grieved over the loss of a husband and then last year the loss of my son. I have had major back surgery, but God worked miracles in my life. Time and time again, he rescued and delivered me, and I did not deserve it. When I came to Jesus, everything changed. I am never alone. He is always with me, and I am healed. I have joy and inner peace in my heart, replacing all of that brokenness. And I do not live in fear. I have an awesome future with the Lord. And this is what I want for every person. And also, I share the the good news of Jesus. The most awesome thing that you can do is for yourself is to decide to come to Jesus, to have a relationship with Him, or to rededicate your life to Him if that's what you need to do. God's amazing love for us was demonstrated when He sacrificed His only Son for our sakes so that we would have an opportunity to go to heaven. And that's all described in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then Jesus Himself said in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Me. Also in 1 John Chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, we learn more about how important it is to confess. To confess and repent our sins, but also to confess Jesus out loud. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I encourage you right now, regardless of where you stand or where you are in your relationship with the Lord, that you would please pray with me now and pray with me out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son, and I believe that Jesus did suffer and die on the cross for me, for to pay for my sins, and He arose from the grave. He defeated death. But I'm a sinner, and I ask You to forgive me. I repent of my sins. I walk away from my sinful life. Please help me, because I will be tempted. I need You, Jesus. I am hopeless. I am nothing without you. I ask you to come into my heart 
and be my Lord and Savior. And I accept you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said this prayer for the first time, you have just begun your relationship with Jesus. And I encourage you to read and study the Word of God. Pray to God and learn the character of Jesus. Learn the promises that God has made for you. And then praise and obey with gratitude as you grow in your faith. I encourage you to focus on Jesus and His love. Rely on Him through your issues when you face the unknown, when you make life choices and decisions, and when you're listening to words being said. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I want to thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author speaker, podcaster, domestic violence advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I know that you're probably aware on Wednesdays we do Sword of the Spirit, reading from the Word of God, and then on the first and third Fridays we have Karen's Book Corner where I share about things that I've written. I invite you to share your comments, your feedback, any suggestions you may have at my contact page on my website, KarenJaneCasey.com, C-A-R-I-N-J-A-Y-N-E-C-A-S-E-Y. And when you go to my website, you'll see information about the books I've written, blogs, and podcasts, but also there's resource material regarding domestic violence. Well, thank you and God bless.